And you are listening to the Cutting Up Podcast with plastic surgeon Dr. Ross Blagg and comedian actress Cece Chambers, where we discuss everything people do to their bodies and the love-hate relationship that we have with plastic surgery. Remember, if you can nip it, tuck it, cut it, suck it, pluck it, pull it, dye it, do it. Welcome to Cutting Up. Tonight we're going to be talking about transitioning, and with us we've got the amazing, incredible, wonderful Dr. Ross Black. I didn't know you were going to be with that. Oh, Thank of you. course, yeah. <laughs> Of course. I just feel like he sprinkled you with fairy dust. Yeah, I was like, he's going to say Cece. He's going to say Cece. <laughs> well, and the beautiful, amazing, talented, wonderful... There it is. Cece Chambers. I got all the adjectives, you baby. Did. I'll sprinkle all the shit out of you. <laughs> uh, so like I said, we are going to be talking about transgender transitioning. And I think we should probably start out with a little bit of terminology so that we can understand the difference between transgender transsexual, transvestite, drag queen, all of that fun stuff, because it is really murky, and a lot of people may not understand the difference. So get your eyeliner and your paper out, and so you can write all this. <laughs> Lipstick on the mirror, draw like a flow chart. You know, nail on your skin, whatever works for you. If, if that does work for you, baby, need some lotion. Nerf balls in the bra. Nerf balls in the bra, you know. So, I. Uh, Obviously, every, the term that everyone is going to be very familiar with is male and female. Those are called uh, assigned sex at birth. That's where you come out, the doctor spreads apart your legs, and they're like, all right, based on what I'm seeing here, male, female. Well, that's your phenotype based on your genotype, generally. All right, that's a, that's a lot of science-y words. You get all medical over there. <laughs> okay. I did do pre-med things. <laughs> yeah, genotype, phenotype, damn. Then, uh, around the time you start developing an identity and uh, an idea of what you want the world to perceive you as, uh, you take on a gender. And typically, for 97% of the world, your gender is what you were assigned at as birth. That's referred to as being cisgender. So I am a cisgender male. I was born a male. It says male on my birth certificate. I identify as a male. For the most part, I dress as a male. <laughs> <laughs> Except for when you get around a Nerf ball. Yeah, oh, yeah, I see a Nerf ball and I go crazy. Or get this guy a wig right there. <laughs> well, and every now and then I do drag, which is a performance art. You have your your camp drag, which is like fun, and I leave my facial hair on and I throw on a wig and I'm like, hello, I'm a Joanna <laughs> sign. And then you have your like glam drag where they take it seriously. That's your RuPaul drag queens. Yep. Yeah. Um, like Coco. Have you seen Coco here in Salt Lake? Oh, of course. He worked, she, he, he works at the Chili's. He's the host on Fourth. <laughs> I did not know that. So go see Coco at Chili's. <laughs> Coco rocks the Tina Turner. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Girl I've seen can some good, twerk. I've seen some good Rihanna's here too. Singing some Under My Umbrella. They open up the umbrella, the glitter oh, falls down. Nice. Shit, Tyrone. Yeah. So, we need but to go then out. <laughs> you also have transvestites, and generally those are heterosexual males who just enjoy dressing up in women's clothing. The one that always comes to mind is Eddie Izzard, who refers to himself as a male lesbian. He goes by male pronouns, he identifies as a male, but he just kicks the shit out of those heels. He my, loves that. My second husband was like that. Yeah. He liked dressing as a woman. I kept finding my stuff like missing and in the wrong place, and that's how I found out. And he wanted Chris me. Jenner. Yeah, he yeah. wanted me to make him a. Uh, uh, for Halloween, I made him a. I Dream of Genie. 
and he looked good. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> he's had some practice. This ain't his first time. Yeah, it's not his first time. And then he finally came out and said, I want to be, a, a, you know, I like dressing as a woman. And da da da. Will you do this to me at, in private? And I'm like, uh, uh. A little out of your comfort zone? I'm like, well, I think other, I would think you'd be down. No. <laughs> response was, if I'm going to take off your bra, there better damn well be some real titties there. <laughs> you are so concerned I, about the real body parts. Then. What's that? Too bad you didn't know me. I know, right? <laughs> well, no, it's like, I just told him, I'm like, if I want to be with a woman, because at the time, I was, you know, my flag swung in two, two directions. Sure. And We all do that. And so, I was like, if I, if I want to be with a woman, I want to be with a woman. I don't want to unwrap the present and find nothing in my in the box. <laughs> and then Santa brought a candy cane and I was looking for a box. Right, but that, but that's the thing. He wasn't transgender, it sounds like. It sounds like he was just transvestite and he just liked the feel of silk. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so keep going with the terms. A transgender person is a person who is assigned at sex or assigned at birth as a certain sex. Male, female. Usually that's assigned at sex, too. <laughs> Generally speaking, you're right. Uh, well put. Um, and then they, as they grow up, they decide, you know what? I, I kind of have these feelings. I have these longings. And I just think that I'm not in my right body. And some people will choose to come out and say, I am trans. And they'll begin living as trans. And they'll start whatever path that is, or some people will never come out because they feel pressured by society or family or whatever, and that's very dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, for those people that decide to continue down that path, um, they can usually, they'll usually start with hormone therapy, um, and the, the men will start growing facial hair and their voices will be bad. I actually had a really good friend, before I went on Biggest Loser, he just started his testosterone and then as soon as I got home his voice was like this deep <laughs> he's like hey it's good to see you again what's like, up who the hell are you <laughs> before he goes like hey have a good time exactly. bye baby <laughs> good to see ya yeah. um but well, I, did, I did steroids as an athlete and my voice got deep right but that wasn't an identity thing though it was when I was <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, and some people will not start hormones or do anything, and some people will start hormones, and then they can decide whether or not they're going to uh, be operative and and choose to get gender reassignment surgeries done. And that's what that was just that brings up a really quick point for me. It's like I was reading that transgender people generally make seventy percent of what other people make. Right. Because they're discriminated against or they take lesser paying jobs where they can hide. Right. Because um, it's legal in most states to fire or discriminate against people who are transgender with no legal repercussions. Hello, Kentucky. Thanks, Kentucky and North Carolina. Florida, Georgia. <laughs> the South. Um, Ross. Okay, come on now. But, There's good things about but, it. Yeah, uh -huh. They make less but they're still having all these surgeries. It's like, where are they getting the money? I don't know if this is, I guess this is true. I heard that in Iran, it's illegal to be homosexual. And so a lot of homosexual men will become a woman because that's actually paid for by the government. Like transgender surgery is paid for by the government. Um, I don't necessarily know if that's true. I know it's very common in India as well to transition instead of being I've, I've actually gay. Read because it's that. socially acceptable. Right. Um, it's socially acceptable. Like, in fact, back in the 20s, it was very common to get gender reassignment surgeries done 
because if you're a man who's attracted to men, then obviously you're a woman. Then mm. like it was incredibly common. It was more accepted actually to be to identify as transgender as a transgender individual because that was more easy to wrap your mind around. Like the heterosexual norm of the time, it was easier to wrap your mind around someone who wanted to be a female and attract a man than right, it was right. to be a man attracted to men. Right. And vice and women as well. So I know that one of the things they have you do is, well, unless you go to like Taiwan or something, here in the States, you have to go six months of psychological eval, something like that. Six months to a year. Some some require a year. Usually you just have to have a letter from your psychiatrist stating that you really are transgender and that surgery is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Once once they have the letter and once they have the funds, what are the next steps? What, Because generally they'll start with their top surgeries. So yeah, transgender females will yep. get their breast augmentation and transgender males will get their But don't they have to start with hormones first? They don't have to. It's more common. So usually when a patient comes in, it seems I, I've seen a lot more uh, female to male than male to female. And it seems like female to male usually come in in their own hormones. So they already have the uh, facial hair... You know, body hair, they're beginning to look more like Andros testosterone. Mm-hmm. And All it, that happening. I took and that. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but not always. And it's almost, it's funny because it's, 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 it's easier. You know, when we go back for surgery with those patients, we're conscious to, to tell if they identify as he, that anesthesia and that nursing refers to them as him. It's much easier for everyone to stay on track doing that if they've been on hormones. Because right. uh, it's hard when they haven't people because they look still like a female. Well, and in general, it's a lot harder. Once men have hit puberty, there is a lot more hurdles that hormones just ne- necessarily won't fix. Facial yeah. hair, really yeah. hard to lose. Big Adam's apple, really yeah. hard to lose. Yeah. Like a, a transgender female, or I'm sorry, a transgender male can get onto hormones and immediately look like a guy. Yeah, like they it's will... pretty quick. Uh, to, yeah, to make a, a man transition over to a woman and it be, it, it be believable. That's referred a... to as passing. Yeah. If you're if you're passing, that means that you look like the gender that you identify it with. It typically takes a lot more. There's a whole specialty of plastic surgery called facial feminization, and it's essentially feminizing the face mm-hmm. for that reason. But you don't hear a facial masculinization because that's just not really a thing. Right. Because you just I mean, put on weight and <laughs> yeah, you put on weight and grow a beard, well, girl. Facial hair, yeah, you know. Yeah. So let's let's start with transgender men. Let's say um, a woman has been taking hormones. And just to clarify that, you're you're talking about someone who is born a female, female to male yeah, transgender. Is considered person. transgender man. Yeah. So that's a trans man is a female who is transitioning into a man. Right. Um, it, they've decided they started hormones and then they decide they want their top surgery. Uh, what does that entail? So that entails removing the breast tissue and creating a male chest. So that can be done in a couple different ways. If they, if they have small breasts, then sometimes you can do it just an incision around the areola, mm-hmm. uh, which is nice because you're less scarring. Sure. But more typically, you have to make an incision. We call it the Superman pattern. It's sort of... Uh, at the lower border of the chest, kind of like if you were designing Superman's chest. The underbreast. The underbreast that you yeah. would draw for that. So you kind of, the line of the pectoralis major muscle where it inserts on a male chest is sort of the incision line that you get. The advantage to doing that is you actually 
take the areola and nipple off and you can make both of them smaller, which is what's needed to happen mm -hmm. if you're making a male So what change. you're saying is I need to be a man? In order to have your third <laughs> breast reduction? <laughs> yes. Sorry, come on. <laughs> Start hormones now, thanks. Okay, so you'll, um, you'll go in, you'll resize the nipple, the areola, so that it's smaller. smaller. Okay. Yep, and you're not gonna have any sensation to the areola or nipple after that, but the thing about uh, these, these are some of the best patients in plastic surgery, um, and because I, I feel like they have really good expectations, and they're also, um, they seem to oddly enough, you know, people wouldn't necessarily maybe think that they're the most grounded mentally, <laughs> but they seem to really know what they're doing and what they want. And well, because they've had to save up for ten years to get the well, surgery in the first place. Well, and if you place. listen to any of their stories, they've lived with this obviously their whole life. Right. And so it's just like, um, you know, like bursting through, you know, bricks to have this done, and then they feel like they can live their life. So, right. Yeah, I haven't found um, um, a female to male. Uh, transition, you know, that was upset about not having nipple sensation. Right. Well, because I would be more upset about penis size. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a perfect transition into bottom surgeries. Yeah. Uh, these, yeah. these tend to be a little more complicated on trans men, I from heard, what I understand. Yeah, yeah, I heard, like, the longest one is, like, four inches. I mean, oh, that's no, like you can a, make much longer. Okay, good, because that would be yeah. like a clit on steroids. Well, and a lot of times that's what it that's is. That's what it is, yeah. They, the hormones will enlarge your clitoris mm -hmm. so that... You, to varying degree, some get a big result and some don't. Right. Yeah, I was ever so glad mine shrank again. But... Okay. <laughs> Personal story. <laughs> go, but, go. But so, what is the biggest you can make? I'm well, just go so there. you make it out of usually the forearm tissue. So if you look down at your forearm, it's called a, yeah, it's called radial forearm, forearm flap, and you can make a penis out of the tissue that's that's right there. So you can make you can imagine you can make it pretty long. Can the other area arms? is the <laughs> sew them together. The other is the lateral thigh. So the tissue. Oh, I got lateral it. <laughs> I got lateral thigh for days, kids. Days. <laughs> but um, I've been. Uh, Maybe I'm black. I have a friend who. Uh, I have a friend who does a lot of those uh, procedures, and apparently the forearm ones look the most aesthetically pleasing. It's interesting because while you say like it's way it's it does seem to be easier for um, a woman to transition to the man to be passing socially. Right. The flip side of that is that if you look at a transgender vagina, you you really would not know that they used to be. A You're talking about a, a female or a male to female. Except transition. it doesn't have the road mileage. <laughs> right. Oh, it is right there, lady. It is perfect. <laughs> Yeah, so um, <laughs> I don't know where that was going, but um, yeah. Which we'll, we'll talk about the male to female transitions yeah, here Yeah, so in a female second. to male, making a, a penis is not easy. And the hardest part is the urethra, which is where urine flows mm -hmm. through. You have to create that and lengthen it. And, I know, because ours is so short. It's right, tiny. right. Yeah, and that's where you get into a lot of problems. There can be strictures, so it can seal off. Um, you can get breakdowns in the connection. It's very short. Like so, and China. which is, and this technology isn't great right now. Mm -hmm. That's not to say it won't be, which is why most trans men, aside from cost, most trans men will choose not to have the bottom surgery mm -hmm. done. Yeah, it seems to be that way, at least in my experience. Yeah, yeah. In, in my experience. Yeah. Well. So, um, okay. Trans women. Hold on, no, no, no. Oh. How big? 
What's um, the biggest? I don't know because I don't personally perform the bottom surgery, so I I would have to ask uh, ask one of my colleagues. <laughs> we'll follow does. up on a future <laughs> podcast. But you know, you have to think. Yeah, you're not gonna. It's not gonna be anything crazy. How do they make the head? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of spongy. Think about it. Yeah. I mean, it's like you know a little. They're just gonna get a Brillo cat. pad. <laughs> I mean, well, you, you cut out you the like pattern order? from the forearm, and then you—it's a free flap. So you take the vessels from the skin here. You're making your—the head's going to be rolled around. So you take it out here, and then you roll it. I would think the skin from just above the booty hole would be the best skin for oh, the head. Because no. it's the same texture. Just above the, like the taint. Yeah. Well, so that it, would be just below the booty hole. No, if we're no, talking no, about the, the girl, taint. Right. The girl, it's around the upper and outer of the booty hole because it's got the same kind of sponginess and it's got the fat in it. This is fascinating. It is. Me. I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't um, know. All right. So trans women. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll we'll do a case report on that one. <laughs> trans, women, trans women. As far as top surgeries go, male to female transgender people. Is it just like a standard breast dog? Or? Yeah, pretty much. The difficulty is getting a big enough implant. So you, for most of those patients, they're going to want to go with the largest implant you can get, which is an 800cc silicone okay. implant. It's the largest that is made. Um, and so sometimes we have to put in expanders. So put in uh, an implant that can be expanded, and you do that during the surgery. So you put it, in, you make the pocket in the chest, put an expander in, and then you fill that up with saline and slowly expand the chest so you can get an implant in there. Oh, it's very tight. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Or you can just have a lot of fenugreek and motilin. There we go. Getting what? all, she's getting... Hold on now, what's medicine. this? Oh, fenugreek and motilin, um, they are often taken by women who want to induce lactation because they've not given birth or they want to increase. Like, let's oh. say you adopt a baby. It increases your breast size and can cause lactation, and even in interesting. men. Interesting. In transition, uh, male to female will have varying amounts of breast tissue after being on estrogen. So some right. have quite a result, but um, for the most part, they're gonna those breasts are going to look really round with an implant. Uh-huh. So it's going to be that more Pam Anderson Baywatch. Do you implant fat in that area to make them look more you squishy? Can. Usually they don't um, undergo that because fat transfer is kind of a multiple procedure type thing, and usually financing is a is an issue, and they are wanting to get the most result right away. So, so is does disability then enable insurances to cover this? Like... Sometimes, in sometimes, like if you want a surgery, it won't get covered unless it's a disability. Right. Then all of a sudden, insurance covers it, or the state will cover it. Do they consider, in any phase, needing to transition being a disability, or is anything covered? The Medicare and Medicaid are starting to cover um, gender reassignment. Gender reassignment surgeries. Yeah. But it won't cover my ass lift. <laughs> What's your disability? <laughs> I have a broken foot. <laughs> I have a severe case of gout. I need a large yeah. ass, please. <laughs> Do it now. Yeah. I already have a big foot. I just want better. <laughs> so, um, building breasts, not generally an issue. Pretty standard breast on. Pretty standard, yeah. You still go under the muscle, usually, so that's a little bit more natural appearing. They just... 
have no native breast tissue to even to help shield that implant, so it just looks round. Okay, my mind with your guys using this, you're saying building breast, I imagine little, what are those little dozers? <laughs> Lincoln Logs. <laughs> like like the Lego movie, everything is awesome! <laughs> Where's the manual? The <laughs> okay, so and bottom native surgeries. skin, I imagine little Indians running around, like Indian in the cupboard. <laughs> Um, so when a trans woman decides to have the bottom surgery, and again, not a lot do right. because of either cost or... Um, it's still painful. You still have complications. Sure. Yeah. Okay. How... What she is the process? Bet. She's not having a period. <laughs> uh, the, the process is the, the penis gets removed. Um, the urethra, which is where the urine comes through, is kind of positioned upward. Okay. Uh, the penis doesn't get fully removed, so the glans penis, or the kind of the end of the penis, is positioned up to sort of serve as the clitor- clitoris. Just the tip. Uh, right. Literally <laughs> just the tip. Literally, so that there's still some uh, nerve stimulation there. So many pregnancies have happened just from the tip. Just the tip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then a vaginal canal is made, usually the test... Uh, Again, Italians and consoles. <laughs> Usually the scrotum is invaginated, so turned in. Invaginated? Yeah. Roman that is a word? used to do that to their catamites. Yeah. You can always invaginate something. Um, oh, I'm invaginating everything. <laughs> that's like a Martha Stewart happens. DIY show. Eyes got so big. <laughs> that's what happens when you call a guy a pussy. <laughs> You've invaginated You've him. You've now invaginated that man, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to invaginate you. That's a Listen up, motherfucker, because you're about to get invaginated. Don't test me. That's a good word to throw out there because oh, you're going to yeah. throw them off because no one's going to know what that means. I was thrown off when you used you it. You were. Your face was like, oh, but uh, what? I'm going to have a vagina? Yeah, <laughs> so then you create the, the uh, vaginal canal. Um, yeah. And, and you like said generally. Part. <laughs> and, and generally. It looks like a vagina. It'll pass. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I just learned so much Imitation about Imitation crab passes too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> I've never actually performed that surgery, but I've seen <clears throat> several because um, patients who will get it done in other states or other countries will come often for follow-up in our clinic. Is it difficult to get it done in Utah? Um, it, not legally it wouldn't be, but I think finding someone... There's just not that many people who specialize in it who do it. And I think if you're going to have that done, you want to go to someone who does a lot of them. That's fair. Yeah. Well, because people come from all over the country to go see Corey Agarwal for yeah. trans men's top surgeries. Right. Because yeah. she's just the best at that. Right. And it's because she's done so many. Corey Agarwal's up at the U. And I, yeah. she's done top surgeries on many of my trans male friends. Maybe. And they look incredible. So is there, are there any warnings? Are there things that you would have people consider before they decide to have any gender reassignment surgeries? Um, is it reversible? No. I mean, obviously the top surgery could be reversed. It's never, it's not, I don't know of anyone who's had it reversed. And I think that in talking to these patients, I don't think that they would ever have that, but I don't know. It's hard to say things to consider because I feel like that's probably they should talk to their psychiatrist a good amount. Yeah, their psychiatrist and and probably someone who's been through it. Sure, yeah. And I think for me, you know, by the time they come to see me, it's it's pretty decided and I'm just talking to them about surgical options at that point. Okay. Yeah. Do vaginas lubricate? No. 
But not all cisgender vaginas lubricate either. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody uses lube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, is there anything to add? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, vagina. <laughs> oh my god. We're gonna be invaginated. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm gonna invaginate the shit out of you right now, Stacey. I'm gonna build you three vaginas. <laughs> you like a superhero. I can't even close the show. <laughs> close it up, girl. Close it up like a vagina. I think Ross should take us out. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So that's it. Talking about transgender surgeries and everything else. Join us next time when we talk about other stuff. You're not taking us out anymore. <laughs> <laughs>